0: Hello again and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts and I am the lucky lady who gets to talk about data today. I love data, you know I do. I have to say though, that's about the only thing I'm excited about right now because while my computer says that it's sunny outside, it says it's 47 degrees and sunny, I gotta tell you it is not sunny. It is gray, it is depressing, it's raining so thank goodness I get to talk about data with you, specifically email data. Now the reason that I love data is because the best marketing is informed marketing. And I want to give you the best possible advice to succeed in 2022. Now I know that some of you guys literally breathe your data. You know what's happening and you are more in tune with your analytics than you are with your digestive system, <laughs> while others of you are are really new to the concept of gathering and analyzing your marketing data. But regardless of where you are on that data review scale, everyone loves to know about everyone else's business. Right? And so for me, reading a benchmark report is like reading gossip. Like, there's no way that kid is good enough for varsity. Or, can you believe that the neighbor just cut all of their bushes into the shape of zebras? Actually, no, that's not what my neighbors do. But one of my neighbors actually took out their entire yard and planted a garden in the whole front yard in the middle of our residential neighborhood. And all of us were like, totally shocked. What? (gasps) You guys just did that? Anyway. It was fine though, they shared their vegetables and they actually did plant them in a pretty attractive way so that it wasn't like really, really weird, but it was pretty weird in our like totally grassed out neighborhood, right? Anyway, so I just combed through 10 different marketing benchmark reports. Yeah, and I will reference them as I use them and I'll also link to them in the show notes so that way just in case you're interested you can go comb through them all too if you are so inclined. I totally sacrificed my email to all of these folks so you don't have to. Now the challenge is though that each report tells the story through a slightly different lens and if you're not used to looking at the data it can get kind of confusing. Now some of these reports are analyzing different industries and how they stack up against one another others are looking at completely different types of digital marketing some are from really really huge groups of data and others are much more granular like smaller groups of data so I actually think it was really beneficial to review 10 different reports instead of just reading one and being like so Here's how the universe is doing, because I'm telling you, there's a lot of deviating evidence as to what the universe is doing. But ultimately, my goal with this podcast and the two following is to share my takeaways about the different digital marketing mediums that I will review, which are email marketing, social media, and websites, and explain what it means to you, a nonprofit marketer. So let's get started This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. I have a favor to ask. Will you review this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes? See, our goal is to help more nonprofits just like you have less stressful and more successful marketing so that they can do more of their good work and make our world a better place. But I can't help them until I meet them. And so your review can actually help me change that. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that the podcast is meant to help them solve. So... If you are a Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose fan already and you haven't reviewed the podcast or if this is your first time and you learn a thing or two, leave a review so we can connect with more awesome nonprofits just like you. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get to business. Let the email marketing benchmarking commence friends. Okay, so here's the deal. If you don't listen to anything else in this podcast, I just want you to remember this. 70% of nonprofits do not have an outlined email marketing strategy, which is totally crazy because I have to tell you guys that you have some of the highest open and click rates of any industry. Open gauges how interested people are in your content. And click gauges how much follow through they have with the content. I mean, people want to hear from you, they really do. So even if you stop listening to this podcast altogether, I want you to take a chance this year. If you do nothing else differently in your marketing, start sending a monthly newsletter. Okay, do it. Okay, so I'm glad we got that pep talk out of the way. Now, sit back and grab a cup of coffee, and let's talk about all of the amazing things that I found in these benchmarking reports. Boop! Okay, so the first thing that I need you to do is keep an eye on your email list growth. The 2021 m Benchmark Reports Nonprofit email list growth is holding steady at around 3%. So, you want your list growing at around 3%. That's what they say normal is. So, your email list should always be growing at a rate that's higher than people are unsubscribing. That is the absolute baseline of you're not completely belly flopping your email. Now the easiest way to get people to subscribe to your list is to offer them the opportunity to sign up during your normal processes. Like for example, if they're signing up for an event, you can just add a checkbox to subscribe to your email list on the signup form. Or when people are checking out at your storefront or purchasing their silent auction items after an event, ask them, do they want to join the email list? And like of course you're going to make sure that you have an email sign up form on your website, right? I don't want you to lament over your unsubscribes or feel like they're Like you're failing because you don't keep people on your list forever. I want you to focus on the growth metric. The average unsubscribe rate for nonprofits is someplace between 0.18% and 0.2%. And that's like average for most industries. So you're not failing when people unsubscribe. They do so for all kinds of reasons most of which you cannot control. Okay, so give yourself a break. You will, especially during periods of increased email flurries, like when you're promoting an event or a fundraiser, for example, see an increase of unsubscribes, and that's okay. We see it too in our marketing as a company. We see it in Como Gibbs email marketing. That's the year-end giving campaign that we help market for our local nonprofits that's ran by the Community Foundation of Central Missouri. We always see unsubscribes and an increase of unsubscribes when we're doing that flurry of emails. And that's okay, okay? It does not mean that you should stop emailing your list. That's not what it means. I want you to keep your eyes on the growth metric, make sure it's around that 3% mark, and if it's not increasing month over month, then you need to start brainstorming ways that you can ask people for their email addresses. Okay? Okay. Also. Ask for donations via email. Nonprofits report sending the most emails during the month of December. So they average around 8 emails per month in December, which is twice as much as any other month of the year. Which makes perfect sense because year-end giving is a pretty big deal and email is a Fairly successful converting mass communication mechanism, meaning <laughs> phone calls are absolutely going to convert better, but one email sent to your entire list will absolutely bring in more donations than one social post ever will. Now, for every 1,000 fundraising messages sent, nonprofits raised around $78 in 2020, and that marked a 35% increase over 2019. And while this is an incredibly inspiring metric, I really don't feel like this trend is gonna continue. We all know that 2020 was one heck of a year, and I really believe that nonprofit supporters recognized and understood the lack of funding afforded to their nonprofits, as well as the essential role that their nonprofits played in serving their communities through the COVID pandemic. But as life gets back to normal, I feel like we'll probably see average donations from emails decrease, and fall back from that $78 mark to something that's more normal. That being said, I really feel like you need to ask for donations via email anyway. You can segment your messaging and make different asks to different groups of people and even inject donor data into each email and make it a super personal and effective fundraising medium. All right, I also want you to try sending emails on Fridays. Now the best days across all industries to send emails are Fridays according to Campaign Monitor. Friday emails have the highest open rates right now at 18.9%, and this is across all industries, okay, not just nonprofits. And click-through rates are around 2.7% on Fridays. So I mean, I think you should give it a whirl. There's all kinds of research showing that since the whole TGIF movement in the 90s, people really start their weekend on Friday while they're at work and they are less productive on Fridays, which probably means that they're more willing to be interrupted and read your messaging on Fridays. But I mean, I mean, and I mean, have you guys heard everybody talking about how we're probably moving to a four-day work week eventually? Wouldn't that be cool? I mean I've been thinking for years that I'd like to work smarter not harder and 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 I've been working slowly but surely (laughs) that's one of the reasons I own my own business right so I can like be master of my own universe towards having a four-day work week for myself I'm not there yet but but a girl can dream right so I do think though that um the swing to best email performance on Friday is a bit surprising because it's it's generally been like Tuesday through Thursday that's what all my nonprofits profits friend, friends tell me that's what all the reports have said previously because and, and also like when you look at engagement on Facebook Friday's a pretty good day but it's not a good day on the other social networks so I guess some people are just on Facebook during the day and not okay I'm not talking about social media though right now I'm talking about email so let's focus on email anyway I think it's worth a try. It's worth a try. Send a few emails on Friday and then compare them with your past emails and and look for improvements. And if they tank, then you can just send that same email again to the people who didn't open it on your normal day. Okay? <laughs> okay. So the next thing that I I took away from reading all of these benchmarking reports is that nonprofits need to invest in an email marketing software. Yeah. of nonprofits are not automating their emails. Crazy. It's crazy because there are so many affordable email marketing services that allow you to easily schedule and send your emails. I have no idea why people aren't using them. I do understand that there's a tech barrier to using this type of service, but it is so incredibly worth the learning curve. I'm telling you, you can automate rem- automate reminders for events, welcome messages for people who sign up for your list, apply for services, or make donations. Like they could all get automatic messages back, and you could instantly engage them with your nonprofit. I mean, I think at the very least. You could write your emails in advance and schedule them to send instead of just having to send them when you write them or like schedule yourself time to send them when you want them to send. I mean, that has to be just ridiculously inconvenient. And with a little tech love, you can even push updates from your website into your email letter, newsletter and have it automatically send for you. No, I'm totally not kidding. And it's really not even hard. If your website is set up correctly, anyone who can follow directions and has a medium amount of tech experience, meaning that you can like use a user interface in Facebook, can do this. And these emails could send every day, once a week, once a month, or on a specific day at a specific time, but they'll only send when you add information to your site. So if there's no new information on the site, then no email will send. And believe it or not, like service providers like MailChimp, they will like check your website to see if there's anything posted and then if the answer is yes, then an email sends and it's formatted the way that you styled it. You can even set this up with the free MailChimp plan. So there's really no excuse not to start automating your emails, friends. All right, so now, now i totally gonna leave my soapbox and move on to the next amazing piece of data we need to discuss, which is establishing a regular cadence of email communication. So if you have a regular email cadence, I'd just keep up the good work, right? Just tune me out for a second. But if you are one of the 70% of nonprofits who do not have an outlined email marketing strategy, then you really need to get one. You cannot expect to build a relationship when you're only talking to a person because you absolutely have to. You need to be good stewards of those email addresses that you have and show your audience the amazing work that you do with their donations. They want to hear what you're up to. And they are more likely to engage with your advocacy emails than any other type. So advocacy emails have around a 3.6% engagement rate, meaning that they respond to those emails. And they have a far higher open rate as well. So you can use those advocacy emails as an opportunity to deepen your relationship with your audience. And putting together an email plan can be as simple as creating One email newsletter per month and emailing three to four times about each of your events. I mean, if you're not sure what to write about, we do have a podcast that's called Nonprofit Content Ideas for Your Blog, Newsletter, and Social Media. and So you can go listen to that one. It'll give you all kinds of ideas. Really though, I feel like you can and should send around one email per week. Okay, here's the deal a lot of nonprofits send out emails that are just these big overarching email newsletters. And I totally just did an experiment on this because I am an experimenter. And I sent out a series of newsletter style emails with newsletter style subject lines. Things like, Orange, you ready to start your year on- in giving planning? Like Like fun things like that, right? Okay, so with those emails they did have a higher open rate. People were more likely to open my cutesy email newsletters. But you know what they weren't as likely to do? Click on the stuff inside of my cutesy email newsletters. They have a higher likelihood of clicking on the stuff inside of my emails that are one topic only. So for the rest of the year, I had been sending one topic only emails and the title of my emails or the subject line of my emails were super specific. It's like, this is what you're going to get inside of this email. That's the subject line, right? It's the name of the podcast that I'm promoting or the name of the webinar and it says webinar in front of it, right? So when people see that very specific subject line, they're less likely to open the email because they're making a decision about whether they're interested about what's inside of the email when they see the subject line but they're more likely to click on the information in the email because they were interested in it and that's why they opened it. <laughs> okay, so so I I feel like if you sent one email a week and it had a very specific title, then you would not be bothering people. You're allowing them to see you in their inbox, see your brand, see your name, remember that you exist and that you're serving people and that you're serving the investment that they made in your organization be it time or money in a good way, right? Just by reading those those email titles in their inbox. And then they, add, they, they, can, they can decide if they want to click or not. But but I feel like once a week is a great frequency and consistency, It's where is that's where it's at. It's where it's at in any type of relationship that you're trying to build. And ultimately you're trying to build a relationship through email marketing. And so we need to consistently talk to our friends and we don't have to talk to them in like a whole, like we don't have to sit down and spend a whole weekend with them. We can just you know, have a five-minute conversation with them. And so when you send them this big email newsletter, you're like, hey, let's spend the weekend together. And you know, it's not easy to carve out a whole weekend, right? And so they open it and they're like, oh, that's a lot of stuff. But (laughs) if you just text them or, you know, have a five-minute conversation with them, they're totally willing to do that, right? Okay, so I digress. Ultimately, I feel like we could be sending one email per week as nonprofits. Now, Depending on the report that you're reading the reports reported reported nonprofits were sending anywhere from zero to eight emails per month, depending on the month. The 2021 M&R benchmarks report shows that nonprofits send the least emails in January, February, July, and August. So they're sending somewhere between eh, three. They're really just sending around three emails those months and then Average emails sent March through June and September through November, they hover around the four per month mark. And then December is the most prolific email month with like eight emails sent on average per month. So lots of emails rolling through in December. Now, the information that they give is emails per subscriber. So that means that some nonprofits are actually sending more emails per month because they segment their messaging. Conversely, TechSoup reported that 37% of nonprofits send two or more emails per month. So I like quite frankly, I think it's just really hard to tell how often people are actually communicating with their email lists, right? Because we just said, well, if you're segmenting, you're probably sending more than three or four emails a month. And then, and then TechSoup says that people are only sending two emails a month. <laughs> uh, on a side note, though, the TechSoup data was derived from a far smaller pool of participants than the MR benchmark report. So I think that I would suggest following the trends cited in the MR report as the basis for your email marketing plan. So my suggestion is that you send one a week. Yep, that's my suggestion. And make sure that it has a super legit subject line so people know what's in it and they can decide if they want to open it or not. And then you are branding your organization and maintaining awareness of your organization by continually arriving in their inbox. And remember, they want to read your stuff. For real. I'm serious. Okay, so I want you to go out and look at your open rates if you're already using an email marketing software because That's going to show you that they're absolutely wanting to read your stuff. Regardless of which report that you read, email open rates for nonprofits are among the highest of any industry reported. They're like someplace between... 255 and 25.17% depending upon report, what report you're reading. And I see this holding true in my Como Gives emails. They are someplace between 25 and 35% when I send them. And my nonprofit friends who manage their own emails tell me that some of their open rates are as high as 40% on average. Now, if yours are far lower, then I want you to experiment with different subject lines. So... Uh, People that tell me that they have really low open rates, their subject lines, they say, are things like November newsletter or it's something like super repetitive, right? So the goal is to encourage your readers to open the email. So when you're writing your subject line, I want you to answer the question, what's in it for them? Like, literally, what's in the email for them. What do they want to know about what you're telling them in the email? That's a great place to start for your subject line because it will create a clear subject line that explains what's in the email. And if people are still not opening your emails, then you have to ask yourself, like, do they just not want to know this information? Like, are they just not interested in it? Then you can try some different takes on what you could be emailing about. Alternately, you could also experiment with like different times of day and different days of the week. You can even send the same email to people who didn't open it at a different time of day or day of the week and see if you get different results because it could be that your subject line is just fine. You're just sending it at a time that people are busy and they don't have time to read your email. So pay attention to your open rates. They should be hovering around that 25% mark. That's what most of the nonprofit email accounts that I look at are are hovering around, and also that is what all of benchmarking reports reported. So if you're doing better, keep doing better. And if you're not doing as well, then definitely take a look at those subject lines and try to answer the question, what's in it for them? The next thing I think you need to look at are click rates. Now, nonprofits have some of the highest click-through rates of any industry. It's they're hovering at like around 4.1%. Now, click rate, this is an interesting metric. It's the number of people click who clicked divided by the number of people that you sent the email to. So it's going to be a low percentage ultimately because they had to open it first. And if only 25% of the people opened it, then you know that's. Yeah, okay, you get what I'm saying. And and then there's another rate that you might also see in your email marketing software. It's called click to open. So nonprofits have a high click to open rate as well, but that percentage is going to be far higher than – the click-through rate percentage, because it's the number of people who clicked divided by the number of people who opened, right? So that makes it a much bigger number. Okay, anyway, enough with my like o trying to explain math stuff. I'm not very good at explaining math. I'm just good at comparing data, right? So if your click-through rates are lagging, just make sure that your links are extremely obvious and that you've put them near the beginning of your email content. You can also try adding links as buttons. That works really well for me. And make sure that there's actually something to link to. I mean, you will naturally have a very low click through rate if you're not asking people to click on anything, right? So. You can give them the intro to your news article that you're sending them or, you know, the intro to your announcement, and then you can send them back to the website to learn more and read the whole thing. And this technique actually has multiple benefits because if you're asking them to click and go learn more, then you're taking them over to this marketing zone that you've created on your website and they could find even more things about your nonprofit, learn more about you and potentially decide to get more involved because people are like you know fish, or are squirrels or whatever you're like, oh shiny object and so they might get there and read the um, news article and they be like, ooh, I want to go look at this other thing and then I want to go look at this other thing right okay they're not going to do that if you don't send them out to the website. they're just going to read the email newsletter and throw it in the trash. Okay regardless of what your data is, <laughs> I just I don't want you to give up. Okay, look at your data, experiment. Remember, marketing is like the ultimate experiment. You're experimenting with people's reactions to your actions, which is which is really tricky because you can't really predict how people are going to act, but you can make some really great hypotheses if you look at your data and try to determine what people are doing. I just want to remind you that your audience absolutely wants to hear from you. Remember that nonprofits have some of the highest open rates. They have the highest click-through rates of any other industry. They want to hear from you. And it's hard to make a relationship with someone when you're only talking to them every so often, right? That's not how we make friends. We want to have a regular email cadence with our Audience, We want to be good stewards of those email addresses that they gifted us and let them know that we are doing a great job investing their time and the money that they gave us to have amazing outcomes with our organization. To maintain that regular email cadence, invest in an email marketing software. Yeah, and automate stuff. Make it easier on yourself. Invest this time right now so that way in the future, you can see even bigger returns. And if you're not sure where to start with that email plan, just start with one email per week or one email per month, whatever you can manage to do. You know, I like the one per per week idea, but one email per month and then a few for each event you do. Having that plan is better than, than no plan at all, right? List out all the emails you're gonna do throughout the year and put some deadlines on them. This is a great thing to involve your volunteers with. You can ask them to submit ideas, you can ask them to submit articles. Heck, you can even go out into social media and if you have an active social media account, you can pull information from your social media and push it out in an email newsletter if you you have a great active social media account. So you can like leverage the things that you're doing to create the content for your email newsletter. I know you've heard me say this before, but I say it again to try to motivate you. You do not have to have original content in your social media and in your newsletter. They can play off one another. They can overlap. Almost every single nonprofit that I talk to in our year in giving training allows the information to overlap and shares the same stuff from their written newsletter to their email newsletter. And I I mean, not everybody's gonna get that stuff, right? Not everybody's gonna see it. Not everybody sees it. Okay, send your emails, do it regularly, ask for donations. Was there anything else I missed? I don't think so. So that's what I learned, friends, from these 10 benchmarking reports that I read. And I will link to all of them in the show notes. Okay, friends. I just want to tell you, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really enjoyed talking about all this data and sharing with you the stories that I've learned in the past year and past years, plural, through doing email marketing both for my own company and for nonprofits as well. So if you enjoyed this episode or if you learned a thing or two, please please consider leaving us a review. Your reviews help us meet more nonprofits just like you and help them solve their marketing problems. And that's what this podcast is all about. Helping nonprofits solve their marketing problems, right? Yes! Allowing us to use data just like the stuff that we reviewed today so we can market with purpose. Right? Right. So once again, thank you for your time today. And until next time, when we'll talk about social media benchmarking, yeah? Go forth and market with purpose. So thank you so much for your time today. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just wanna remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So, if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Now, until next time, go forth and market with purpose.